Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So you can't be too passive. If you have that wall up and you've got someone like Henry who it takes a while to get to a place where he wants to do that, if he doesn't think you're receptive to it, you've said you're receptive to it. Yeah. I'm just saying maybe show him that you're receptive to it when and if it happens. I think it's one of those things that like once the barrier is kind of broken, you know, it comes a lot easier. But this is a guarantee that um, the coming weeks or whatever it is will be a lot less awkward, a lot more just enjoyable, if that makes sense. I'm not going to say so like there are times, but like a lot less like thinking about like what the hell is going on. And like I said, the communication bandaid was ripped. And I think that also helped. But mine with Cara Berry, Married at First Sight edition. We are now three weeks into the experiment, and joined with me today is my great friend Christy. Hi, Christy. Hi, Cara Berry. How are you feeling about this season? I really like this season. I don't know. They always have couples who hate each other, but I don't know. It seems like very glaring this season. Yeah, it really is. I Do you believe in the possible theory that they switched out Henry and uh, Christina and Brett and Olivia's pairings? I do. And actually, so one of my friends just started, because I guess Married at First Sight was just added on Netflix, like the old seasons. Uh-huh. So my friend like really powered through it quickly. She was like texting. She's a nurse too. So she works like long hours so I don't know where she finds the the time 
but she like texted me she started it season one and then last night she was like talking to me about Henry and I was like what have you been doing (laughs) she watched every episode of every season and she and she's um one of those people who's very book smart but not like life smart and she (laughs) she was like I think Christina was supposed to be with Brett because she clearly wants a dickhead and that's not Henry. And I was like, wow, that's an astute observation. My little dumb yeah. dumb. <laughs> uh, um, so I like to do like the most boring couples to the, no. Yeah. To the mm-hmm. least boring. Um, so I think we should start with maybe Bennett and Amelia. I feel like they're pretty consistently inconsequential. Yeah, I mean, it's really weird. I feel like these two were just, like, written in the stars. Yeah, yeah. Um, so their first scene really is them, like, FaceTiming with uh, Amelia's Aunt Thalia. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Amelia's like, you know, if he wants to be part of my life and we're going to have kids, I really want him to be, like, integrated into my family. And this is, like, her cool aunt who... You know, I mean, I'm getting a little bit tired of this, like, what are we going to do with her residency storyline? How do you feel? I know. No, I am, too. I just want to know. Like, I just want to get it over with. And I really don't think there's any chance that Bennett doesn't go with her. Not a chance. Not a chance. And, yeah, it's like I get that you have your theater company, okay, but, like, sir, you're not like Andrew Lloyd Webber. (laughs) Like, you can move this. Everything does he own a company or does he just work there? I think he might like be kind of the head of it, but okay. I, I don't think he owns it. Because I think if he owned it, he probably wouldn't be doing like pedicab. Yeah. Work. True. <laughs> you know? Very um, true. But I don't know I, what the deal is. I'm curious either. to know. So with these kinds of things, you give them you or you apply for so many options. I'd like to know like what her what the options are because that's going to make a huge difference too, like what the, you know, scene for his type of work is on whatever city they're landed in. Right. But then I have to imagine like, because this happened during COVID, like, isn't it pretty paramount that you're in person? Like, I don't know. I would just wonder like how they would even navigate starting med school now like how do you even do that yeah because she's probably in the phase now where she has to like go physically be there it's not classes you know it's like clinicals and yeah I mean I'm curious too I mean I I I hope that like they don't do reunions do they on Married at First Sight they do they do like a two months later so they probably would be filming it like now I'd imagine yeah, I'm curious what how they're going to address like how how COVID is affecting all of them really. Yeah, I'm really. It feels. I don't know. I kind of have like I just move on. I have like short term memory for the seasons, but it feels like they're really stretching out this because they know that they're going into like right. the pandemic, and I feel like we see like every couple days. Yeah, <laughs> every episode yeah. is like two days. I was shocked that next week is one month, like their one month marriage. I was like, what? It seems like we would have been there by now. Yeah, like three times over. Yeah, yeah, really weird. Um, 
so what really happens with them? I mean, Bennett says they'll cross that bridge when they get to it in terms of like her residency placement. And they do this thing. Another thing that's interesting about these episodes, and I think this was like the most apparent, is like we haven't seen Dr. Pepper like at all. <laughs> no, and when she did, when she did pop in, she looked very disheveled. Yeah, more like than her usual. little her little Skype. Like her hair was all like <laughs> askew. I was like, "Hun, <laughs> Dr. Pepper has a real." Um, laissez-faire attitude towards hair care and I appreciate that I know it well the juxtaposition with her and then Dr. V who's like yeah I mean not even human she's like the most polished perfect looking person I've ever seen right she loves a bold color and a statement necklace and I'm here for it I know and she like will wear like a suit with a cape little shoulder cape last night I was watching this in bed and my boyfriend was like sort of he was kind of listening but he kept like taking like opening his eyes and looking at the screen being like well who's she paired with and I was like she is not <laughs> I was like she is not an option he kept being like ah, she's too pretty but for any of these guys and I was like e- correct she also isn't in the running so relax um so they have to do it they're doing a lot of work alone and it seems like Woody and Amani and Bennett and Amelia especially don't have a lot of integration with the experts they usually put them with the more troubled couples yeah I noticed that too yeah so Bennett and Amelia have to do this thing where they are like forehead to forehead (laughs) and they have to do these like affirmations and talk about like what they're most excited about with each other about sharing life together and just say, like, really sweet things to each other. And, like, ooh, do you think that yeah. breath was right? I know. It definitely wasn't good. You know, they used charcoal, not charcoal toothpaste, but toothpaste, but just charcoal to brush their teeth, I think. <laughs> and just, like, yeah, just, just baking soda and mm-hmm. charcoal. Yeah. So, uh, but, I mean, yeah. that moment was pretty sweet. Like, I... It was sweet. I was definitely checking my phone at that point because I was like, I don't even need to watch this because it seems like they do affirmations and talk about what they like about each other every episode. And I'm like, I get it. You guys like are two puzzle pieces. We know you guys are obsessed with each other. It's really evident. And like, that was a very sweet moment, but like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I really got it. I mean, that was really it. He just said Mm -hmm. like, you know, we just really like each other. They are very emotionally available to one another. Mm-hmm. They're great communicators. They want to communicate and they want to take in everything that they're giving each other. And yeah, great. Love it. Love that. For um, what? A, yeah, I know. That's yeah. It's like this is a great example of how like two adults should communicate in a relationship. And you guys look at each other with like heart emoji eyes I get it great I don't care like yeah <laughs> I like them and I really find them charming but also I'm yeah. like Ugh, give me something more like let's talk more about how she super glued someone's fingertip back on at a party right <laughs> and how did he how did the barista know that that was her husband and why is he getting free drinks like how did they know that's I what know. I want I know. I was wondering that too. Like, did he go in there with the camera crew or? Yeah. Yeah. I don't very, know. 
But I, she, I like to look at him and was like, oh, yeah, that seems like a guy that she would be married to. So <laughs> Probably. She's like, um, this guy walking in here in his, like, pea soup green dress and his top knot. Yeah. <laughs> you Do you find Bennett attractive? Um, I do. Like, I feel like mm. if you cleaned him up. Yeah. Yeah. He has a very, he has nice bone structure. He does. And he, he's got like nice coloring, like a nice olive skin tone. Like he mm-hmm. tans well. He's got nice teeth. Yeah. 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 Cute. I think he's cute too. I mean, he definitely, I could, he could afford to put on a few more pounds, but I feel like. Yeah. Amelia, they're like a good size. Like if it were, if I was with him, I'd be like, honey, no. <laughs> also, like I know you are with like a tall drink of water, and like mm-hmm. I was thinking this whole time, like I'm five feet tall, and I'm specifically attracted to men that are over six feet. Like I would never, I would have to stand on the stool to do this forehead <laughs> exercise. Like it would never work for me. <laughs> oh no, no. Anytime I dance or hug my boyfriend I'm like clear barely clearing his nipples <laughs> uh, um so let's move on did you have any other thoughts about Ben and Amelia like yeah, um, cool. yeah no I mean I kind of I like their banter I find it funny I wish they showed us more of like those stories and like last week when they were talking about like the bread being like shaped like a butt like mm-hmm. I think that stuff is way more entertaining than just hearing like how obsessed with they are with each other yeah. Yeah. It, I would like to see, yeah, more of their, like, day-to-day interactions with each other rather than, like, these self-affirmations. Yeah. Like, whatever. we've seen it. Every episode, they are affirming each other. Yeah. Love that for y'all. Not yeah. so entertaining. Uh, let's move on to Miles and Karen. So, mm-hmm. we start off with Miles walking into the bedroom, and he's like, oh, I just happened to see this thing on Instagram. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, do you trust me? And Karen says, like, you know, I do feel comfortable around you. And, like, you know, we live together and that's fine. I'm fine with it. But I don't trust you with my heart, which is like, yeah, duh. Yeah. It's <laughs> very evident. Yeah. Um, he basically kind of says the same thing. And then he's like, well, how, what can we do to build that? And she says, you know, it's going to be small things and knowing who you are in the difficult moments. And she seems like very adamant on the good things not lasting forever and wanting to go through those like trials and tribulations with Miles because I think she feels like he just can't possibly be a consistently good person. And that makes me sad for both of them, frankly. I I don't I wish I could articulate what it is about these two. Like she, she, well, she, I totally agree with your sister. She is a lump. Like there's no better, (laughs) there's no better descriptor. Like she is stunning. I, I love her style. I love looking at her. Yeah. I'm like, I just, she just needs like a kick in the ass. I don't know what it is. It's like show some personality and it almost makes miles seem more boring, but I don't think he is. No, I think, like, if he had a girl who was, like, willing to meet him on his level and be more playful, then we would see more of, like, an Imani and Woody type vibe out of Miles. Mm -hmm. I think so, too. And I feel sad. I mean, I really am, like, trying to give more grace to Karen. 
And because I really feel like there must be something that we don't know. And it's like, we don't have to be privy to her whole backstory. That's fine. But I also just like am frustrated. Yeah. Like I have totally. to, you know, I, I have to judge what I'm working with, what I see on the television. And I do find her to be a little bit frustrating. And, but also like on the other note, I feel like Miles is kind of such a pleaser Mm-hmm. that I could see why that would maybe throw her off a bit. Maybe she just feels like I could be one of any woman and he would just try and make it work. Yeah. Yeah. I see that. And that was um uh, on married at first sight Australia, which I still need everybody to watch. Cause it like wipes the floor with married at first sight us. Yeah. They really are, the format of it is much more interesting. Like, they force them to, like, have dinners together. They all live in the same apartment complex. And, like, all they do is get together at dinner parties and have, like, a glass menagerie southern charm moment with each other. (laughs) Um, But they really verbalize, like, to each other, like, in their, like, commitment ceremonies or whatever you want to call it. They'll be, like... They, and they have one every episode. Like, they sit on the couch and have to, like, discuss stuff with their experts. Mm. But they're really good at being, like, I'm worried that you want this to work so bad that who it didn't matter who was standing in front of you that day. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm surprised that we don't see more, like, group activities. Because yeah. they do all live in the same building. Yeah. Like, why don't they come over to somebody's apartment? Like, that's weird for me. I feel I like know. everybody just gets along and, like, it's fine, which is, yeah. it's good. I mean, I guess, like, that's, like, one, you know, good look Americans have going for them on this show. But. Yeah, but I love, like, when they do it, there's always some couple who's, like, not where everybody else is, and then mm-hmm. that becomes a problem, and I like to see the drama of, like, the insecurity seeping in with that. Right. And yeah. I also like that the guys don't really like Brett. I know. Well, yeah. <laughs> He's the worst. <laughs> but, like, I got, it's a, it's a, t- it's like Married at First Friday Australia is a totally different show, like, they're sleeping with each other. Like the couples are sleeping with each other's spouses. Like they're bringing people who were eliminated back in as a surprise during a dinner party. Like it's very, very dramatic. And the people on it are like, which is, I don't, I don't, I know nothing about Australia, but, and everybody's had terrible plastic surgery. I mean, all the girls look like absolute ghouls. Like, the one girl I learned, she was 25, and you could have knocked me over with a feather. She looked a hard 40. <laughs> but I, I, I don't know. I just feel like everybody is more polite on this mm-hmm. version. So, like, mm-hmm. it's cute and fun to watch them all interact, and it's like watching a friend group. But I just feel like they're all pretty normal. Yeah. I've been waiting till I've been like saving up the episodes, but I think I might gonna I'm gonna start watching this weekend. We'll see. It's really good. Um. Okay. I. Okay. So Dr. Viviana comes over, and she's like, "Do you guys feel married?" And Karen's like, "No, I don't. <laughs> I do not." <laughs> yeah. And and Miles is like, "Well, there are moments." And then he says, "Like, you know, I wasn't expecting to feel as connected to Karen as I do now," and. I found that to be interesting. I'm like, do you feel connected to her at all? Like, I don't see. Yeah. When did that happen? 
when when did that happen? And Karen brings up, she kind of breaks a fourth wall and says that like a lot of her discomfort is with the show and with cameras, like having to discuss things in front of cameras, but that they have had conversations behind the scenes and like he's Miles has been really receptive to that and those have been fine. Um and then Miles does say something that was good for him to say that like it's harder for Karen to process things like all of this than it is for him. And he's mm-hmm. really like unsure of where he stands with her. And he was like, honestly, if she had not told me that she found me attractive, I would not have expected her to. And that yeah. made me feel sad for him. I know there's a coldness there between the two of them. It's like, there's no, there's zero spark. I don't know what it is. I think she truly made up her mind about him in the bathroom on that one episode when she found his Instagram. And I think there's no going around that. And then when she learned that he struggles with depression, that like, I feel like she will not let those things go. And she has just decided who he is and how he's going to react to things and what kind of partner he's going to be. And I think that's the only thing she's going off of is that he's, you know, her words like emotionally weak, you know, he's less of a man or whatever bullshit she said a couple episodes ago. It just seems like she's really waiting for the bubble to burst. And mm-hmm. it just, it just is a bummer. Cause it's like not fun for her either. Like how can you enjoy anything any sort of relationship with somebody if you're just waiting for them to like fail yeah it's weird I don't they just they make me sad because I would like for them to be into each other because they're both very hot yeah right right um so Karen then says like she's been very intentional with her actions and like trying to be more intimate and physical with him and Vivian's like, okay, well, maybe is the issue that, like, that if she feels like if I do something to you, if I cuddle with you or if I kiss you, then, like, Miles will maybe get too excited and then it goes too far and you just want to, like, keep it cute so it doesn't ever get to a point where you feel out of control. So, like, how do you guys feel about just taking sex off the table? And just doing whatever and living in that moment. And then you guys can like revisit it after decision day. Did you notice Miles's face? No, I don't think so. <laughs> it was like, uh, fine. <laughs> like, he was so like, I want to, I'm not telling, saying what I want to say, but like his face was just like, <sighs> fuck, damn it. <laughs> like, I guess I'm just going to have to agree with this because if I don't, then I'm going to look like a dickhead. Yeah. Yeah. By he was saying trapped. that sex is important <laughs> to me. And like, especially because of the calendar thing, it's like, well, now I really can't say anything about how I really would like to get laid. So I'm just not going to say anything. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> I don't know why the, like, I mean, this is probably, I'm just seeing it through the lens of being a slut, but like, why, <laughs> why? <laughs> There's an issue on Married at First Right Australia with there's like a couple who's older. They're like in their late 40s. And the dude just totally leads this poor woman on the whole time and like tells her over and over again he's not attracted to her. And like they don't even like kiss, open mouth kiss. Mm-hmm. And and like even the experts are like, why don't you try it? 
just try making out like laying on top of each other anything and he's like not open to it but then tells her how much he loves her it's fucked up but like everybody in that show is like just fuck each other and see what happens what do you have to lose yeah and that's what I wanted to tell Karen and Miles I'm like just fuck who cares (laughs) use protection what do you what do you have to lose like sometimes you hate somebody and then you have sex with them and then you're like oh Maybe I don't hate you. Yeah, I mean, it seems like a lot of tension has been built up and, like, it's being made a bigger deal. So sometimes you just got to, like, get it over with. Not get it over with, but just, like, burst that bubble. And, like, then it's, like, not that big a deal. And maybe it will bring you guys closer together. And if it doesn't, then break up. Yeah, I mean, it definitely could. And, like... I don't know. I guess it's just another way to connect as well. Like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe like if the sex is good, then like it can kind of almost force a spark between you where we can see some sort of physical interaction between the two of you. I don't think I've ever seen them touch. Not really. No, not really. She sat on his lap on a dare like it was a eighth grade (laughs) party at someone's basement like come on (laughs) yeah we haven't seen them kiss or anything and I just feel like okay maybe you can get on tv and then realize oh I'm a little bit non-comfortable with that and she does mention like my parents are really conservative and totally this is like not something this was like maybe a little bit too much but I just feel like girl you're 30 (laughs) like I don't know I mean I'm trying to be like because, you know, in, in the beginning, her mom was really, really against this. And yeah. I just wonder what she thought going into it, what she thought it was going to be. I know. It's like they're showing all parts of marriage. And if you've ever seen the show, like, it's not like they're getting, like, graphic with the details. It's not like the Howard Stern show. But they talk about physical intimacy a lot on the show. Yeah. You know, like, it, some couples, it, it's a big topic of discussion so like I don't know what she thought she was getting into and like you don't have to sit there and be like oh like I'm not wet for miles like you don't have to (laughs) you don't have to be gross but like I don't know like you have to meet him halfway yeah and yeah Mm. (sighs) I they're so complicated they're so complicated to me yeah they're frustrating she like tries to clean it up a little bit later because they go and do that workout thing and Miles is like dying. (laughs) And like in these moments where they're just like playful and like friends, she seems a lot more comfortable. Yeah. And like when they can just like joke around with each other, she seems, I don't want to say more into him, but more into the whole process of it, I guess. And just, talking to him but like I don't know of any conversation that you guys have about like intimacy in your relationship not even physical just like being open with each other and vulnerable then that just seems to me like you guys just need to be friends yeah totally I mean I, I yeah I mean I guess it's the most open we see of her when they're in those moments but it's like even then, it's like, I don't know. She's so walled off. I'm really curious what she was like in her other relationships because yeah, it could just be that she's not into this and 
what she has she doesn't want to quit the experiment or whatever but it's still like i don't know he's trying so it's like can't you just like give it up like just (laughs) yeah yeah no one's yeah yeah, like just do do something like this is it's really it's like watching a slow slow car wreck right and i just hope that like in the back of miles's head he knows or he just realizes that maybe this is not the best thing but he like i hope his mindset is like i'm trying but i'm not gonna be heartbroken if this doesn't go to her saying yes yeah i hope so too because he he's like a dream yes (laughs) he really is he's so cute and he's so like like i'm like a man like thick and muscly Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. perfect body he really does yeah yeah he's gorgeous and like when he was like fixing her car and stuff i was like do you think she appreciates any of this like it's i really like to know yeah i don't know I don't know. So later they go and do trust exercises and they talk about like, what would trigger your insecurity? And Miles says that he doesn't like when people are dismissive of him because of his age. And Karen asks, like, do you think that I've done that to you? He was like, no, but there was a time where you said like something he did. She said that she, it reminded her, him of her eight years ago. He was like, I didn't really like that. Um, and then Karen says she's working hard on changing his perception of her because the person that I was in week one and week two is not the person that I want you to think I am. And now she kind of turned it around back on him and was like, like, you're kind of trapped in this perception of who you got in the beginning of me. And I'm not really like that, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. I don't, I like, what is it then? Who are you? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I know. Um, She's, yeah, she's really hung up on the age thing, which is weird because what's their age difference? Four years. I think she's 30 and he's 26. Okay. That's my boyfriend's four years younger than me. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's definitely weird. When we met, he was 23. Yeah. Which is wild because, 23-year-old man is, like, a what? Mentally, like, an 18-year-old man? If they're lucky. Yeah. (laughs) And, like, he right away was pretty committed. And I feel like I was less so because I was like, oh, he's 23. He's never really had a girlfriend before. But I didn't, like, write him off for it. And sometimes I forget he's younger than me. Like, the other – I thought he was turning 30 this year. And the other day he was like, no, I'm 28 now. I was like, what? (laughs) <laughs> when? Oh, that's funny. But it's it's weird that she's so hung up on that. Yeah. She needs to let a lot of things go and also do some internal work. Now, I will say that, like, Miles has been really defending Karen, like, on the blogs and in interviews. Really? Yeah, he really has been. So, but it also kind of seems like... You know, obviously they have to be careful so they don't like spoil anything. But yeah, what I got, it seemed like maybe things did not work out between them. I ass- I can only assume so. 
I, I mean, I can't admit, there would have to be a real big turnaround. Right. Yeah. Like, dick game 11. <laughs> because she wants nothing to do with it. And I don't, but I just, I think he was just raised right. Like, I can't imagine even if, like, she screwed him over that he would go and, like, just, like, talk shit about her, you know? Yeah, I agree. I think he's just, like, a total gentleman. Yeah. And maybe, yeah. Like, I, I mean, I have to imagine, like, if I met a guy like that who just seemed really, like, a nice guy, I'd probably be like, what's the deal? What's with you? What's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, funny? definitely. You wait. <laughs> you kind of, yeah. No, I'm the same way. And not to keep talking about my boyfriend, but that's kind of how I was. I was really expecting him to turn around and act like a 23-year-old dude and, like, be a misogynist and be disgusting and be like every other dude and, you know, for me to want to have to check his phone and all this. But, I mean, it took, it took a while for me to learn that, like, oh, he there is, like, a small, small fraction of men who exist who are just really good dudes who were raised right. But yeah. it happens. It happens. It and it took, it took a few months. So, I mean, maybe she just, you know. And it, she had a – her past relationship, right, she was the one where the – person had a whole ass baby with someone else yeah 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 (laughs) yeah so she probably has a lot of shit going on and it's like we said before it's only been a fucking month so yeah she probably hasn't really like fully given into trusting him and like you know just seeing that he is a good guy because a month is not a long time at all it's really not. And I wonder, I can't remember like what the time between her, that last relationship and her getting married was. I don't remember either. Cause that would probably like, I feel like it was maybe less than a year and yeah. I feel like it's kind of hard mm. to come back from. You had a baby behind my back. <laughs> I would yeah. Imagine. Yes. I would give it, she would need a few years and lots of therapy. Yeah. Yeah. Let's move on to Brett and Olivia. Oh. Speaking of people who need therapy. Um, I did a Twitter uh, poll for the podcast Instagram. And I asked, like, what people thought, like, where did you guys stand on who's at fault for their relationship between Brett and Olivia? 47 people said Brett, but 44 people, 44% of people said both of them. What do you think? Huh. huh. Yeah, only 8% people said it was fully on Olivia. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. 
Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. Wow, okay. Okay. I think Brett is a demon from hell. Yes. Like, first of all, my first note that I wrote down about their, like, um, talk with Dr. V was that his head does not look like it's meant for his body. (laughs) I just have to say that. Like, does it not look like it belongs on, like, Bennett's body? (laughs) It, a lot of his face is very confusing to me. It's like, if you do, if you were, like, to cut out body parts out of a magazine Mm -hmm. and then put it on a head, it kind of looks like that. His nose is so distracting for me. Yes, totally. You could fit a roll of quarters sideways up each nostril. <laughs> you really could. It's wow. It like man, if he ever developed a cocaine habit, like you'd <laughs> be like a fucking vacuum. I mean, oh my god. Yeah, yeah my no. God. And then like his skin tone is really like sallow. Like he just yeah. looks unwell. And I said this before. It looks like he's the type of dude who just has like a yellow film on his teeth and he doesn't know it. Yes. <laughs> it looked like for somebody who seems so adamant on teeth health and flossing. Yeah. It looks like he is constantly just like, yeah, there's like a, yeah, like a film mm-hmm. or something like his teeth are just like coated in pudding I don't know what's happening his ears are low it's it's all just (laughs) it's not working (laughs) and somehow he's like the hot one of his family oh let's see yeah that's that is probably what has him confused yeah right uh so Dr. Viviana comes over and she's like okay well what are your challenges and again same thing as Bennett and Amelia Living together, like, they're living uh, quarters and having kids. Now, I am, like, very adamant about, like, if you guys are not on the same page about children, no business together. Yeah. None. Um, and it's not that they're together, but, like, that's, it's just a recipe for disaster. Because if he really wants kids and he's not the one who's going to have them, then... That's a problem. Yeah. It's I it's really obvious to me that Brett thinks he's out of Olivia's league. Mhm. But he won't just say that. Like he keeps trying to say like she's beautiful and all these things, but it's like you none of that comes through at all. He's almost like um who's the guy from like 2 seasons ago? With the beard, who kept like gaslighting that girl, and she, he was like, "You're drinking a lot of wine. I think you might have an alcohol problem." And then it came out that like they were actually sleeping together, but he was like disgusted with her, and she had blonde hair, and he had a beard, and they were both really short, and he was just like an evil, weird guy, and was like talking about how he wasn't attracted to her, but then they had been fucking the whole time. Oh, I don't remember this. I think her name was Kate. Her name was Kate. And his name was like, oh my God, it's killing me. Was this a season with Jamie and... and... Luke. His name is Luke. Okay. 
Huh. And this one, and she thought he was gay. Do you remember that? <laughs> no, but <laughs> this was last year. It was season eight. And who else was on that season? Uh, was it Keith and Christine that were on that? I'm really trying to think. Who am I thinking of? I'm thinking of Keith and Iris that season. Yeah. No. Hmm. Okay. Or was that the same season? Um, there wasn't two, two Keiths. No. <laughs> this was a season with AJ and Stephanie. That, like, girl who had that real, like, crazy act. She was, it was Philly. Okay. Like Philly. Okay, I'm looking at pictures. Okay. I kind of remember. Yeah. So, who else was on that season? Oh, yeah. Um. Okay, this doesn't matter. <laughs> but <laughs> he is, he's a lot like Luke in that, like, he tries to play it off as, like, being a nice guy, but really he's, like, a monster. And I keep thinking, like, every time he talks about the experiment and... You know, everybody keeps saying that he has these, like, politician answers, these beauty pageant answers for things. Mm-hmm. And it just doesn't add up to who he really seems to be. So, yeah. Olivia mentions, like, very fairly, I think, if Brett didn't own his house, we would be in a much better position. Because now I feel like I have to move in with him because he owns his place and that's not really the location I would want to live in. I work long hours as a nurse. I don't really want to have to commute 30 to 35 hour minutes. And, you know, I kind of feel like I'm pressured to move in there after it mm-hmm. because he owns it. And he keeps making these jokes like, Oh yeah, I'm so like how irresponsible of me, like, Oh, stupid equity. And it's like, that's not what she's saying. Yeah, Danny. I know. I was, <laughs> Uh, Dr. V wanted to slap him. Yes. He was being such a prick. And it's like, no one is insulting you for owning a home. She's just having an open discussion about, you know, that she feels yeah. pressured to live with you because you own and she doesn't. Like, yeah. Very like, simple. Yeah. He's the one who's insecure. It's, it's so obvious to me that he's like yeah. the most insecure person I've ever seen on the show. The most insecure. And the way he, like, manifests that is, like, so unwell. Ugh, he kills me. So Viviana's like, well, I don't think that the, the house issue is something that you need to work worry about right now. It's not yeah. something that you have to figure out. And it's like, well, mm, kind of. <laughs> because it seems to be, like, a very big deal to both of them. And yeah. Brett's a dickhead. And I don't think he... He's way too cheap to be like, I'll just rent my house out to somebody else. And we can find a place that's better for both of us. Like, I don't think that would ever be something he would do. No, I don't think so either. And I was, like, I totally was on her side when she, but when she was talking about, like, a long commute and where to live and it being, like, a fact. I mean, that's pretty real. I feel like that's a really, like, modern problem, you know, like, the commute of it all. And I don't know if it's maybe just because Pittsburgh's so spread out that I'm used to commuting long everywhere but I fully expected her to say that it was going to be longer commute than 30 minutes I was like I thought so too I was like girl what are you talking about yeah it's like an hour round trip 
is not that bad, sis. Like, yeah, it's not the end of the world. But um, so then what happens? Okay, so Brett definitely wants to have children, and she's like, you know, what she's ultimately trying to say is like, I don't, I've never really seen it for myself. But if I I was in the right position, in the right situation, in the right relationship, I would be down. Yeah. But she's saying, like, this, I don't think this is the right relationship for me Mm -hmm. to even Mm -hmm. talking about this. Um, Then they get into, like, a PDA conversation, and Brett is, like, she's never once initiated any sort of physical touch with me. And I started to be, like, damn, that sucks. But then I... Was thinking, like, has Brett even thought about why that might be? Yeah, no. <laughs> you might be the problem? No, Brett doesn't think that there's anything about him that's a problem. No. But he says that in an interview, but then when they're on the couch, he, like, is making these faces, like, oh, I don't want to say anything, but Dr. Viviana, look at me. Like, it, she's the one. She's the problem, not me. Um... And then Olivia says, like, you know, it should be meaningful, them having sex, and that there should be feelings involved. Mm-hmm. And But she also told Brett, like, if you want to make a move, don't feel like you can't mm-hmm. to just, like, try and go for it. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting. I was surprised that she isn't the affectionate one, not just because, like, you know, the perceived, like, disparity in their looks, which I don't see, but it's clear that both of them feel a certain way about it. Mm-hmm. I, she just seems like someone who's, like, a cuddler. You know what I mean? How there's just, like, yeah. there's people, like, there's friends who love to cuddle with other friends, and she strikes me as one of those people. Yes. Like, she, she She's social. She loves to hang out with her friends all the time, and, like, just, I guess I'm just generalizing, but, like, speaking as someone who, like, is fine never seeing another soul, <laughs> I'm not, like, a cuddler or a hugger. And I just feel like that's kind of, those things go hand in hand. Like, she loves to be around people all the time. Yeah. She reminds me a lot of myself where it's, like, don't, if I'm not fucking with you, then, like, don't touch me don't do anything like it's yeah. very conditional upon like the state of our relationship um particularly like in romantic relationships but you could tell by her body language she was somebody who's completely checked out and done and like doesn't even find any real attraction toward him no. because remember in the beginning like when they first met each other she was so excited yeah she thought he was hot as hell really stoked to be with him and now it's like a completely different person yeah well she fucking hates him because he's terrible yeah (laughs) and she keeps waiting for him to like change and be that like cat loving taco bell drive-through guy and it's just not happening no no and he is such he's just such a little smug bastard he really is ugh um so then Brett says, you know, like, I, I don't really want to make a move because I don't feel comfortable if you're not into it. And I think Dr. V was giving her or him rather a lot more credit of being like, oh, you see, like, he's really trying to be nice to you. And like, <laughs> he doesn't want to 
go for it if he if he feels like you're not into it. And it's like, yeah, that is nice. Like we should all believe in consent. <laughs> but I think it's also like I don't really think that that's. I think she was giving him a lot more credit <laughs> than he deserved. Yeah, I, especially because it's obvious to everybody, and I don't know how somebody who is a doctor of the brain cannot see that he's saying all this stuff, but he does nothing to affirm that with his actions. Yeah. He's not creating a safe space for her to even want to open up that can of worms. Yeah. like, And I'm referring to his dick when I say that. Ugh, God. <laughs> uh, um, so then, I don't know. Brett says, like, you know, there's a certain amount of perseverance that he's putting into it, but he's trying and then he says, what did he say about, like, how he really liked her and how uh, it was about her smile? And, like, she has a certain kind of smile. And when she gives it to you, it's like the world is open and changed. And she's like, that's sweet. That's really nice. Yeah. And but she also says later or maybe she says it here, too, that, like, OK, that's nice. Like, but do you mean it? Yeah. Like you yeah. can pick up any sorts of these like cheesy things from any poetry book. <laughs> like <Right. laughs> you, you know, I can say whatever I want. That doesn't mean it's true. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, they go get drinks and she kind of holds his feet to the fire and is like, Well, what did you think about the visit? And she tells him, like, you really make a lot of these faces at me, like, these sarcastic faces, and I don't like it, and I wish you would kind of work on that. And he's like, well, what's a sarcastic face? Like, I will punch you right now in that big <laughs> nose of yours. Like, it, it has to be so fucking annoying to be... And didn't he say on the honeymoon? Let's all remember that he was like, oh, I'm a great communicator, and... Me and my ex-girlfriend, like, I promise you that if nothing else, then I will always talk to you about anything and we can always have conversations. Like, this wasn't, this ain't it, boy. Yeah. And Uh. she, and it's not, she's really not coming at him, like, accusatory, really. She's like, it seems to me that she's being pretty reasonable. She was like, do you think this is one thing that we could work on or you could work on for me. It's not like she's like, knock it off, dickhead, which I would. (laughs) Like, she's she's being far more diplomatic about it than he deserves, and he still can't even be receptive to it. Yeah. Yeah. She, you know, she's like, you make these faces at me, and it makes me feel like you think I'm dumb. Yes. And that's something that you should respond to in a kind way, if you care about somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Not like challenge them on what that means. Yeah. And he says, like, you know, just because I try to add levity to a situation, it doesn't mean that I'm not taking it seriously. And I was like, yeah, it kind of does. Yeah. And like, like let her. <laughs> right. Right. Talking about. Yeah. And it's like, I know exactly what kind of look she's talking about, too. Yeah. And, like, he didn't, well, not, I might have mentally blocked it out, but did he ever say, like, oh, I'm sorry that it comes off that way. I definitely don't think you're dumb at all. He said it in, like, the most defensive possible way of, like, he just, like, it's deflecting. I'm like, I don't really know what you mean by that. Like, I don't get it. But he, 
does yeah, insist I mean, that like he's in the relationship and I'm here and I'm serious, but it's like, okay, well you can be a body all you want, but <laughs> yeah, you know, that doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. Yeah. That conversation was, oh God, you could just see her like slowly shutting down. Mm-hmm. And getting like, really off. When he was like, wow, you're insecure. And she literally was like, am I? Oh my god. She couldn't even like muster anger to react to that. I would have been livid. I know. Livid. That's like the worst thing you can say to a woman is like, oh, do you really seem insecure? Yeah. Um especially you, Brett, the most (laughs) insecure man on the planet. Like, how dare you? Uh so Olivia says, she kind of challenges, she's like, I worry that you are not saying what you really want to say and that you give these, like, very canned responses to things and, like, I'm frustrated and I feel like I'm wasting my time and he says, well, I understand that, like, you feel that way, but, like, you're kind of arguing with yourself and... It's like, well, most of the time we're in front of cameras, so I, I don't know. It was, it was, he was being really weird and saying that like she acts different on camera, but then also saying most of the time they're in front of cameras and she's saying, no, you're acting different from what we usually see like on camera. And it's like this back and forth of like who's different. <laughs> I know. And I wanted, <laughs> being more, fake. I wanted specifics. Yeah. I do too. Like, what does she, it's obviously when we do see her, it's coming from a place of like frustration. So obviously something he's doing behind the scenes is not because then she mentions like we had this great moment where we were cuddling last night and why didn't you say this thing about my smile then in the moment? Why did yeah. you wait until we got in front of cameras to say something like that? And he was like, well, that was just my answer. Like in the moment, she asked me a question, so I answered it. And mm-hmm. yeah, it, I don't know. It's it's very weird. And yeah, he was like, "Wow, you're insecure." Mm. Uh, fuck off. So then they go to this cocktail making class. Do you remember what what they were making? It was like a gin, gin fizz or something. That looked good as hell. I know. I know. <laughs> so good. Um, Olivia's like feeling it. This is like her favorite drink. She's so happy. Yeah. And the everything goes well. The class goes well until they go outside and have like another drink. She's like, Well, how do you feel about us going out? Like, do you feel like we resolved our issue? Where are you at? And he's like, Well, <laughs> there really isn't an, a, a resolution. Because all of this is about how you perceive me. So I don't really know how to change that other than just, like, continuing to be myself. Yeah, and it's like, I'm sorry, sir. Weren't you just saying how you're the master communicator? Yeah. Ugh. Fuck off. (laughs) You really pisses me off. So Olivia's like, okay, well, she at least tries again and is like, you know what? In the beginning... We had this conversation with Pastor Cal, and I felt like it was really um, good for us. And would you be open to that? And he was like, I mean, I don't have the issue, but fine. (laughs) My God. (laughs) Why even bother, girl? I just want to tell her, like, just go home. Just go home. 
to your rented house and your cats and get out of here. Yeah, I know. It's like, this isn't going to happen. You guys aren't going to wake up and stop fucking hating each other one day. Yeah. And I literally just think, like, if he was just, he stopped this, like, sarcasm shit, then I think she would be fine. Like, if he was just a better communicator, the one that he claimed that he was this whole time. (laughs) Yeah. Then it would make a world of difference. But, ugh. Ugh. It fucking killed me. So I'm really curious where his insecurity comes from because I don't – I feel like physically he thinks he's very hot. I think he's very insecure about the fact that she's more successful than him. Oh, for sure. And that's why he's so – he's so defensive about owning his house and stuff. It's, like, very obvious that, like – I think that – fiance that cheated on him multiple times did a number on him Mm -hmm. and the idea of like another guy coming in and like being able to satisfy and I'm not even talking sexually but like the fact that she was willing to like cheat on him multiple times probably made him feel very insecure to be like oh there was another guy who could like was better than me yeah oh yeah and so now he's like swung to the complete other side of the pendulum. <laughs> and now it's like, oh, I can do no wrong. I'm perfect. And it's like, you wouldn't have had to date 50 women if you oh. were that great. Just so you know. I forgot about that. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, he sucks. How who do you think has the best stroke game out of the men? <laughs> Ooh. You know what? I want to say Miles, but also I feel like Woody maybe because he's small and I just feel like they get like better leverage or something. <laughs> he's small and mighty. I just feel and... like he's very smooth. Like I don't know. One of the yeah. two one of the two of them, definitely. I I want to say Woody as well, but I also like wonder how much his attraction to Imani is factoring into this. Mhm. Like, he seems very, well, he not seems, he is very yes. into her. And I just wonder, like, what he would be like with a girl he just liked, you know? Mm-hmm. Would it be different? Would he be trying as hard? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I like, I think Bennett I, might be a dark horse. I was yeah. just going to say, I feel like Bennett of, though, yeah, so... Bennett, I mean, I'm not even going to consider Henry or Brett. Like, I'm not, no. Nope. No. No chance. But no. Bennett, I really feel like would be somebody who's like a like a body worshiper and would really enjoy going down on you. Yeah. 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 For like sure. He's just he's like a sensitive soul. I don't know. He seems like in touch with his emotions and I just really I think he is probably coming in in third. Yeah, but not a not a far third. No. I think it might be pretty close for all yeah. of them. Um, okay, so speaking of Woody and Imani, let's move on to them. Oh, I love, love them so much. <laughs> Even though, like, Amelia and Bennett are just, like, consistently good, I find them not boring, but it's just like, yeah, okay, I get it. With Woody and Imani, I just, I could watch them for hours, and they I need could their watch, own show. Yeah, I could watch them peel potatoes for 12 hours. 
Seriously, like, I don't want them on, like, couples cam or whatever. They need their own show. Just them. They are so funny. They're so cute together. I mean, they're perfect. Lovely. So we start off with them. They're at the park, and they're asking each other questions. And even him, like putting the slips of questions in his pocket mm-hmm. and making get him out was like, I just love them. It was <laughs> so cute. <laughs> and you could tell, like, I don't know what, like their scenes, even when they're like being, you know, affectionate and just like gushing over each other and doing their, you know, their form of Bennett and Amelia affirmations. It's so much more interesting. And I don't know why. Mm. Like, yeah. I feel like Bennett and Amelia have fun, playful banter the same way Woody and Imani do, but I don't know. I could watch Woody and Imani all day. Yeah. He, it's like, he's just so ready for anything he give, anything she gives him. Oh, I <laughs> he know. Just, he just really, uh, I love it. Um, just like when they're like opening up about things to each other, like just their body language shows, yeah. like they're all, I feel like their hips and shoulders are always like square to each other, which... Mm-hmm is like a big sign and like they're always like if like when he was opening up about his dad and everything she's just so like touching his shoulder and like you she's really listening it's like and that's how Bennett and Amelia are too I feel like whenever they're looking at each other and talking it's like you could see that they're connected Mm -hmm. and they're hearing each other they're not just listening I also, just to, like, talk about Ben and Amelia real quick, I think it's so funny how much they've moved into that apartment. Like, you guys know you're only here for a few weeks, right? Like, <laughs> they've got plants, blankets, artwork. <laughs> like, they are really making that apartment their home. And I, I know. just hope they know that they have to move out. <laughs> well, Ben is probably just psyched to live in a place with plumbing. <laughs> Seriously, I don't have to walk outside to <laughs> access another bathroom or a kitchen. This is lit. Yeah. Um, so they're at the park and Woody's, the first question is like, they have to talk about like turn-ons and what things make them want to be intimate with another. And he says, you know, being able to be honest with you and that you being receptive to it is like, everything to me and Amani's like I really love the little things about you like Aww. you made me breakfast tacos this morning and I noticed that you put salsa and cheese on it and I know that you don't like it but you knew that I liked it and I just Aww. noticed that and I really appreciated it <laughs> like, I wanted to cry I just love I them know. I know that was so cute and it was I found it relatable too because it's like you can tell that they're so in like anything they do. It's not like you can point to one thing that's like, Oh, it makes me horny when you do this. This is what I'm attracted to you because it's mm-hmm. like anything and everything. Like they don't need a certain like, you know, look or they don't mm-hmm. have to have like a session with the therapist on how to like initiate sex. You can just tell that they're like mm-hmm. and everything and everything about each other is what, like, they're so attracted, it doesn't matter. Yeah, really. Uh, so the next question is, what's your favorite sexual position and why? <laughs> he likes it from the side. And he says, because he can see everything. And I love that yeah. for you, Woody. I really do. Yeah, I know. I f- yeah, I felt that. I liked that. That was That's probably one of my faves, too. 
<laughs> don't have to do much. That's my favorite position. One where I don't have to do anything. <laughs> I can just lay on my side. I can look at my phone if I want to. Like it's easy access yep. all around. Um, she likes it with the legs on the shoulders because frankly, it seemed like she liked it real deep. And I feel yes. that too. I feel yes. that. <laughs> Um, so then they talk about like emotional stuff and Woody mentions like the relationship of his father and how he went to jail when he was nine and got out when he was 16. And by the time he's like, I was a completely different person and I just really didn't have any need for my father at that point. Mm-hmm. And that was really sad. And then Imani was like, well, now you have two dads. And I just <sighs> practically cried. They're just, they're just so perfect. Like, I don't, I'm, I don't even have words for how cute they are. Like, they're just like the way they like, you could tell they support each other blindly, Mm -hmm. but they also will put each other in check. Like that cute little fight about the dog. The dog. Yeah. (laughs) Like, yeah, they're just like, they have to be like an example. Like they have to be like a blueprint for how the experiment can work and what it can do. Yeah. Yeah. Because honestly, like in the beginning, obviously I think everybody was like, Woody is not, this is going to be a disaster. Whoever he's paired with is going to be a disaster. And I thought that Imani would be more like Karen because she was pretty vocal about like, I'm really slow to warm up to relationships. And she is like completely just like given herself up and is like completely fallen into it. And it's just, like, taking everything as it comes. And she's saying, like, this is, like, I felt like this conversation about his father was, like, another page of our love story. And she, ugh, I just love it. I know. Like, I know. It's it's the- weird. Yeah, the first two episodes, I totally thought it was going to be a different story. But for those two. It's funny because my friend who is just catching up on this season texted me, like, watching her like watch back it's funny because she's like I love Bennett and Amelia and I was like um Woody and Imani are just wait and she was like they're cute but I just feel like Woody's gonna scare her he's so so in and she seems like she's half in and then like I woke up the next morning and she was like I love them yeah (laughs) she's like you're right they're my favorite (laughs) I uh my gosh and yeah so then later they get into this like conversation about the dog she really wants one and he is like i'm not having a dog unless we have a kid at the same time which sounds like a true disaster yeah (laughs) does he not know that like well i don't know if they plan on getting like an adult dog but it's like a puppy and a baby that's like having two babies yeah yeah (laughs) um so then she's like she talks about how because there's a dog barking in their apartment building (laughs) And he is like, how are you going to stop our dog from barking? Because it's going to bark. She's like, well, I'll just spray it with water to keep it from barking. And he was like, so can I do that with you when I don't want you to talk? <laughs> she was like, I will punch you. I will whip your ass right now. Like, don't play with me. <laughs> and then they're just like in bed and there's just like a whole banter about the dog. And she's like, I I can't. Like, please leave me alone. <laughs> uh, yeah. They're just so, they're so fun. I just feel like they love being around each other. It's so cute. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So then they do their intimacy thing, but there's more like physical stuff and she has to massage him 
with oil and then he has to like lick chocolate sauce off her neck and <laughs> and dance for her and it was just so cute and yeah he they like show each other how they would like to initiate sex with one another and good for them like they get to do all the fun stuff i know they do like almost things that like maybe you guys should be doing giving to like henry and christina yeah you guys should like be doing this physical touch thing since you guys have not touched each other at all (laughs) oh my god uh did they kiss on the wedding day did he kiss her on the cheek did he kiss Christina and Henry? Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember either. Ugh. Um, so, yeah, I guess let's end with them. God. Oh, God. So, <laughs> she looks like a totally different person than when they go back and show the wedding. And, like, I know that she probably right. had, like, glam done for the wedding. But still, like, something has died. <laughs> something yeah. behind her eyes has died. <laughs> the lights have gone off. And I don't know if it's because this episode she was dressed like an extra from Mamma Mia. <laughs> but like she loves a yeah, a long dress and a and deep her, and her hair bow. Like what is that? What is this? I keep seeing. Like it's really it's really American girl doll like Felicity like wearing a bow that matches your like pajamas. Right. And I'm isn't it shocking to you that they still share a bed with each other? Very. I, I find that very odd that they would even do that. But uh, um, so Viviana comes over and she says, you know, you guys need to continue working on your communication in order to be successful. And Christina's like, you know, there is definitely something between us, but it didn't, we didn't start off the way I would have liked to. Yeah. Which evident that is very evident but is there something between them (laughs) yeah it's a space between the couch that you guys are sitting in like that's what it is um so then henry admits like when he's uncomfortable he like folds up like a card table and he's just really not that emotional and viviana corrects him is like it's not that you don't have emotions it's that you don't express your emotions and you have to find a way to be open with your partner. Like that's the non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. Um, so then he kind of admits that he really has like his dating has been kind of few and far between and it hasn't been very deep. So he hasn't really had to get that deep with the girl that he's dated. Do you think he's a virgin? I, don't I go back. Know. I could see it. I don't think I'd be shocked either way. Yeah. There's something about him that is kind of sexual now that he's more open. But also, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm. I every episode I like check in with myself to see if I'd still fuck Henry, and I always would, and it's upsetting. (laughs) Especially because I was noticing last night that he literally just has black holes for eyes. (laughs) That's hot to you. No, it's not, but I'm still I'm still in. <laughs> like he has no iris, he has no like though there's no white of his eyes. It's just like two black marbles rolling around in there. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I feel like his dad must have done a number on him. Ooh. And what's interesting to me about his like weight struggles or his insecurity around his weight is like his family's a larger family. Yeah. It's almost like he has the insecurity of like being the fat kid in the family, but he wasn't. I mean, they're all bigger people. Yeah. It's it's interesting it's, how and I think this is just because like there's I mean, rightfully so, there's so much more focus on young girls and women and on their body image and how it impacts them, you know, as an adult, but I mean, yeah. my little brother was like a fat kid too and it has fucked him up so badly and I don't think any of us really realized how much until like he you know was in like rehab for his addiction and stuff and like we had to like we were kind of forced to have like family therapy but like it was a like a lot of his like trauma was like body image stuff that started really young and it's like Mm. wow Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we don't give men that sort of the respect and the, like, kindness that we that they deserve when it comes to their body issues. Yeah, because yeah. we're just like, yeah, what? who cares? You're allowed to be fat, and if you have a good personality, you're still going to be fine. Yeah, and that's what Christina kind of said, too, is, like, it was so long ago. Like, why does he still worry about that? And I want to be like, Christina. Yeah. She's like, yeah. She's like, part of me wants to say, like, get over it. And it's like, well, you just did say get over it. So. Basically. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was really shitty of her. Um, Yeah. She. Yeah. She. I don't know. She's dead behind the eyes, too. Like, she looks like at the end of the night when your, like, bronzer's worn off and your (laughs) eye makeup's running. And uh-huh. you like take a selfie and you think you still look good. You look at it the next day and you're like, whoa. <laughs> what happened to there? Um, so, gosh, what happens after that? So, Christina says that they're like friends who are married mm-hmm. and they bring up like friend zoning. She's like, I definitely want to invest and make sure that that doesn't happen with us. Yeah. And, but like the ball's in his court because like I'm ready to bust it wide open whenever he wants. I'm just waiting for it to happen, <laughs> pretty much. Um, so Henry says, like, you know, 
I can recognize that maybe sex is a bigger deal to me than it would be the average person, especially at the fact that I'm like almost 35. Um, and Viviana's like, okay, well, how about you guys incorporate like some physical touch, like in the next week, what do you guys think you can do? Like, can you hold hands? Can you cuddle? And he's like, yes, I, I can do that. <laughs> um, he puts her, his hand on her hip at one point, And that was nice. Mm. That was cute of him. Um, so then uh, Christina, again, was like, you know, I'm really open to physical stuff. And, <laughs> you know, like, maybe I need to be more open and say that I want it. And, like, actually initiate stuff. Yeah. Rather than just waiting for him to do it, which I yeah. thought was good advice. Yeah, I mean, it seemed like she was kind of taking, trying to take some responsibility in this, but it's like, at, at the same time, like, I get, you shouldn't have to compromise, like, I like what I like, and she wants someone who's the aggressor, but, like, you have to adapt a little bit. Yeah, like, hold his hand. Yeah, and, like... I don't know, you take the reins the first few times. I don't know, like, that's how my boyfriend was too, but you have to be like, don't be afraid to just, like, grab me and do it. It's like, I'm here. You have consent. Like, don't be shy. We're in a relationship. It's it's okay. Yeah. <sighs> I hope she takes the wheels on that because I think them more than the other couples who are not fucking... I think it would go a long way with them. The longest Yeah, way. I think so too. And I just am curious, like, I think, like, about Henry, I'm like, how did he get cast? Like, I've never seen somebody with no personality. Yeah. The like, way. talking to? But, like, his friends, like, those drunk girls, Trishelle, and then the <laughs> other drunk girl, like, they love him. And I'm like, what, what is it that you see? Right. Like, is it just that he's he's nice and polite? He probably buys some drinks. He'll take them to a Taylor Swift concert. <laughs> and then they don't have to blow him at the end of the night. Like, it's probably a perfect setup for a lot of women. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, then what happens? Like, he does guarantee, he's like, I promise. This week will be better for us. We will make strides. And I do like when he does that. When he's like, I can do this. I want to know what, yeah, I want to know what led to that. Because it seemed like they had like a knowing glance between the two of them. I wanted to be like, how do you know? Like, was there a problem solved? Like, did you not like the smell of her deodorant and she changed it? So... (laughs) Because he did promise her last week, he's like, I promise that, like, I will make a more of an effort to, like, get to know you and not, like, be stuck on the fact that you're a bitch to production. <laughs> and that seemed to actually work. I, it seemed like he, like, they both felt a lot better. So, hopefully yeah. they'll at least make out or something. I'm, like, looking That'd forward nice. to seeing what they did. Next I know. Week. I know. I want to, I just want to know, like, probably because it's dragging on so long. I just want to fast forward and see what happens with everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. So their end of their scenes is they do an experiment where they have to, like, one of them 
it has questions written down. And then the other one has to be blindfolded and answer the questions that they're given. So then he says, what was the first question? Is like, I don't know. He says, like, what can I do better? And he says, like, not to let things pile up and or what he can do better, which mm-hmm. is not to let things pile up and like to voice his concerns as they happen rather than it getting to a point where it's like too far. And then she says, well, what's the one thing that you haven't shared with me about your life? And he says, you know, I'm really hard on myself from being bigger as a kid. And I think it's carried over. And my friends have said that I still kind of have that like mindset that I am that bigger person. And, you know, he doesn't, he seems pretty adamant that that's like, not something that he feels the need to work on, that this is just who he is. And I found that interesting. That he was like, I don't, it's really not that deep. Yeah, but it definitely is. Yeah. I, and it's also, it was frustrating because she has been like begging for episodes for him to say what it is that makes him feel insecure or what you know his lack of confidence is tied to and it's like here he is giving it to you and you're like hey get over it Mm -hmm. right (sighs) gosh um so this is where she was like it's such a long time ago and he's not big so i don't know why he still deals with it and then he asked her she goes into the blindfold he asked her like how do you know when you're in love and she's like you know i just think it's like a natural thing whatever and then he asked what her bigger biggest deal breaker is and she's like a lack of confidence <laughs> Henry's like okay yeah so I just said that I wasn't confident so <laughs> all right I got it he then says like I feel like it was kind of rude not to her but he says it to the cameras like I feel like that was a little bit rude considering I just said that I that was my biggest issue so yeah so then he goes to get drinks with Bennett and you know Bennett's like oh I'm just like me and Amelia are just enjoying each other's company and figuring we're you know we'll get to the residency when we get there Bennett's reaction to the fact that they were going to find out in a week was the biggest reaction (laughs) he'd had the whole season he was like what (laughs) I made note of that too I was like what (laughs) like wow Henry (laughs) you're very invested in this. It was weird. It was like the dog (laughs) in the room started talking. I was like, huh? Exactly. Uh, um, So then Henry tells Bennett, like, things have been kind of tough with us. And he brings up saying, Christina saying that the lack of confidence is going to be a deal breaker. And he says, like, it was kind of a gut punch. And Bennett, I thought, was, like, really kind about this he's like you know what I think we as a society um view confidence as something like people are infallible and they walk around and they think that there's nothing wrong with them but I think it's really strong of you to question yourself and want to like you're open about that and like want to dig deep on your faults I thought that was really nice of him to say yeah yeah Bennett is just like a deep soul he really is. He's wise. Mm. Like, he's one of those people who, like, they talk and you just want to... He's like, he could be a cult leader. <laughs> really good. Like, if Bennett was born in, or was, like, his age in the 60s, we would have been in a lot of trouble. 
Yeah, definitely. He would have found like a ranch out in like Oregon or something, and it would have been a wrap. Oh yeah. Um. So, gosh, then what happens? He basically Henry feels very emboldened by his conversation with Bennett. He goes back to the the apartment and is like. So how did you feel about the exercises that we did earlier? And Christina's like, well, it felt good in the moment, but then something turned off for me. And like, we just hadn't really had the space to talk about it since then. And she said she had a conversation with her mom about the whole situation. And Christina's mom was like, he's so nice. And he's got everything. Like he's a good on paper guy. So like, what's the problem? And he's, like, well, I don't know. He's like, I, I feel like I'm pretty confident. <laughs> like, okay. Or she says she feels like she's pretty confident. Yeah. And, th- yeah, it, she then says, like, something along the lines of, like, I, well, basically, like, I work through my packet, so why aren't you around? Well, that's really unfair. Yeah. Like, who the fuck are you? Also, it's like, I don't know. It's like maybe the problem isn't because, okay, confidence is, I mean, that's pretty subjective. Like, does she, there's a difference between having confidence and being like, being like, yeah. And like, or being, you know, full of themselves and having a big ego. And it seems like what she wants is like, somebody like Brett who's full of themselves and like, you know, they have this bravado about them and who like wants to make a move on her, but it never occurs to her that like, Oh, maybe he's not attracted to me because I'm a bitch and he sees that. (laughs) And it's even if he does think you're pretty, like physically you are shitty to production, which means you're probably shitty to like a wait staff and Mm -hmm. ew. Yeah. Yeah, and maybe that's something that you can work on, Miss Perfect. Yeah. like look in the mirror. Like it's it has like it's it might not have anything to do with confidence. It might have to do with the fact that he's not attracted to you because your personality is bad. <laughs> and it's also like I think he mentions like yeah, I'm probably never going to be the kind of person who like talks to random people at a bar. Like that's just not really me, and I think that's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Like you know. You don't have to be that outgoing, outspoken dude. No. That's not like a character flaw. No. So that that pretty much ends up with them, you know, more two steps forward, 17,000 steps back with them. And uh, do you have any final thoughts about the episode? No, it was a little boring, this one, but I mean, I still love watching it. I still watch all two fucking hours of it, but <laughs> I just really wish we'd get more, more Woody and Imani just living their life. I agree. I fully agree. If we could have one hour of that and then one hour of else, right. it would really yes. make the show. Yes. <laughs> I agree. Um, so where, where would you rank the couples as of now? Okay. In, well, in order of best to worst, Woody and Imani. Yes. Bennett and Amelia are not a very far behind them. I just think that this looming 
possible like relocation is just going to put them in second. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, oh God. <laughs> uh. Yeah, who's who's tied for last? <laughs> who's the last of the last for you? Okay, I think the worst. Okay, then Miles and Karen, I guess, because uh, uh, we've at least seen them kiss. <laughs> <laughs> the I don't know. Oh God. Then I. Oh, fuck. I guess Brett and Olivia, because at least they like go out and do things together. Mm-hmm. Like at least they have some things in common. Something, <laughs> and then. Christina and Henry, because I just at the they're yeah. just I want to strangle both of them. <laughs> what do you think Henry can do better to improve the relationship? I don't know. I don't think I think it's it's burnt. I think it's cooked and they should just call it quits. Like they're yeah. just not compatible. I think they really the experts just fucked up. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Like if he so, has a if he has a personality somewhere buried deep down, then like he should maybe show that a little bit more. Stop being so shy and reserved. But yeah, I think that's like a pretty big ask. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they kind of both seem like I am who I am, and you just kind of have to accept it in their own way. Yeah, which is frustrating because yeah. they could both they both have work to do. Oh yeah. Uh, all right. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Well, thanks for having me. I love coming on and talking about these stupid shows. <laughs> You're welcome anytime. Anytime uh, you feel compelled, holler at me. Yes, we're gonna have to talk about Love After Lockup when it's back too. Yeah, I love I love that show so much. <laughs> yes, y'all. While we're on a break from Love After Lockup, I think it comes back mid October. Check out the season. It's like a hot, hot mess. It is. Catch up. You won't regret it. <laughs> All right, go where you have a great day. All right, you too. Bye. Bye.